Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I'm your host, Master Wife. And I am Master Joe. And welcome, everybody. To episode 11 of the Heart Peace Podcast. Wow, has it actually been 11 episodes? Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Uh, I, I looked at it today, I'm like, wow, we've recorded 10 episodes. This is awesome. That like, 10's is really the awesome. first little, you know, little milestone, I guess. Well, today we're going to get into the topic of plutonic relationships. Yes, plutonic. I say plutonic. In, in plutonic. Honor, in honor of the new planet, not planet, Pluto, which we yes. discovered some amazing pictures of. You didn't of. know about those relationships. Yes, plutonic relationships. Yes, they're quite interesting. But you that know, will be for another episode. You know, today. It's actually a type of element, right? Plut- plut- yeah, plutonium? Chem- yeah. Yes. Chemistry. I knew that. Plutonium. Yeah. I swear that's been in like a lot of Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like yep. uranium, plutonium. What is plutonium, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't hey, know. hey, you know that's an element, right? Huh, huh, huh. What is it? Huh, I don't know. Huh, I don't know. Huh. But um, yes, so we're going to be talking about platonic relationships with our special guests. No, wait, hold on. Huh, Just, are you actually looking it up? Yes, hold on. Okay. You, you, plutonium. Master Joe. You are a scientist. Know. This cannot stand. I haven't. All right. Okay. It is actually like a thing. It is a thing. Yes, it is a thing that <laughs> exists. Oh god. All right. So this is this is where I'm at. I've pulled up the wiki page for plutonium and I'm just going to read the first sentence. That does not mean, however, that I understand anything that it says. It says plutonium is a transuranic radio- radioactive chemical element with symbol PU and atomic number 94. Uh it is an at atonide metal atonine. of silver gray appearance that tarnishes when exposed to air and forms dull coating. Okay, it's a it's, it's a, a kind of metal apparently. Yes. Plutonium. Mm-hmm. I knew that. It's used for radioactive rods and stuff and things. I don't, okay. Well, we don't really want those type of relationships, radioactive relationships. Yeah, no. We're going to be talking about platonic relationships. That's P-L-A, tonic <laughs> relationships. For those of you that don't know what a platonic relationship is, well, we've got two wonderful special guests that know exactly what the platonic relationship side of things is all about. Joining us today for episode 11 of the Heartbeats Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it is Jim Falking and Cherie Hugger. What's up? Hey. Oh, hi. How's it going? It's going pretty. How's it going with you guys? Pretty good. I'm actually just fun. looking up uh, what plutonium is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you heard that, and, huh? And I'm playing with Plato, uh, <laughs> which is kind of like plutonium, only a little yes. less solid. Everybody metallic. is involved in something that starts with PL right now, yes, and I'm proud. Plato, platonic. I'm good with that. That makes the only me happy. thing that could make this more perfect is if there was a pizza involved. Ah. Mm. Uh, Pizza. You know, See I how learned many more something. P words we can get through today. Right. I, I learned uh, I learned one thing about the internet, and that is that uh, our good friend, who's also um, well, we'll get to this later, but also part of your stream team, which is the Insert Coin Theater, Bye-bye. streaming on Twitch. Hot Sammy Sliz is Pizza Lord, so he, <laughs> he he has all the pizza. That's probably why we don't have any. You know, funny story about him and pizza. Uh, somebody at Too Many Games actually gave him a pizza pillow. No oh, way. Wow. And it was even shipped to them in a pizza box. What? <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. And it was amazing. Wait, oh if gosh. it's a pizza, pi- how kind of a box? Yes. Those are thin boxes. 
I mean, it was probably like reinforced box, but it, it came in a pizza style box. That is awesome. Like a pizza box style box. That is awesome. Did it smell like pizza? I wish. <laughs> oh, God. Pizza I wish it would have tasted like pizza, pizza, too. Oh, yeah. Just but it, 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 it smelled and tasted of cotton and linens. <laughs> and There are so many great things about pizza, and I feel like we could do an entire podcast just about that. I mean, they have pizza cake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting off. Anyway, we have Jim Falking <laughs> and XO Tree Hugger here with us uh, to talk about platonic relationships. You see, these two are some of the best of friends uh, that I've had the pleasure of meeting at the last MAGFest uh, back in January. Met these folks at the Half Empty Energy Tank Mega Manathon 3. Uh, Jim is a speed runner and he came in and played well, X4, it was? Yeah, it was X4. Yeah, so. Uh, and it was like a quasi speed run. Yeah, quasi speed. <laughs> so I like, was I'm on do uh, things that look there that are really utilized in speed runs, but I am by no means super good at speed running it myself. <laughs> well, it but to everybody who's to never yeah. seen a speed run of that game, it was probably really impressive. Yeah, yes. yeah, that so was those, that was like, me. Three people in the audience. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> were people at home too watching. Yeah, and no, oh, yeah, everybody true. at Magfest was playing video games, but everyone at home was watching on the stream. So watching that was pretty dead. Wishing cool. that they could play video games. Right. Yes. And then we have Tree Hugger, who's also a part of the Answer Coin Theater team of streamers. Uh, who has a very interesting hobby, and I'm going to call you out right now because I think it's awesome. She is a amateur Quidditch player. Yes. No, actually, it's it's well, it's college, so it's professional. It is oh. professional Quidditch. Yeah. Excuse me, professional Quidditch player. Uh, and for those of you who are unpreached, Quidditch, of course, is the popular sport uh, in the Harry Potter world, That's in which so you have awesome. to, you know, pitch up and catch the snitch. It is the snitch, right? Uh, yeah. Well, that's part of it. That's one aspect of the game. Yeah. It's not actually how you... If you catch the snitch, it's like you win the entire game, though, right? No, uh, the snitch is only worth 30 points, Uh. and um, it ends the game if you catch the snitch. Oh, I see. Okay. Is this a new thing at your school, or, like, is it something that's been going on for a while? Um, it's actually a relatively new sport. It's been... I don't know. I think it's been noticed for eight years now oh wow and and like i know a lot of schools are just now like making teams after years of trying mm-hmm. so it, it's pretty new that seems pretty cool i would have got mm-hmm. into it if it was yeah over here you've read some harry potter books yes i read all of them i'm always a watch the movie don't read the book kind of guy but uh <laughs> i mean and the harry potter books are some daggone intimidating looking manuals i mean they're huge <laughs> they're very large but uh, apparently, from what I've heard, they are also a million times better than movies, as is most case with movie books. Uh, mm. But shout outs to Quidditch and Harry Potter. Uh, we want to get into a segment right now, which is our very first segment called the Major Heart Piece of the Week. You listeners at home know that this is the segment, of course, we like to point out all the goodness that's happening out in the world. Because a lot of bad stuff, so we want to highlight the good stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think... It was my go first last time, so Master Wife, yes. you have the helm. Okay, well, so this week I actually had the pleasure of going out to lunch with my lab mate, and she turned 30. Yay! Yay! 30! For the, th- for the third decade of her life. Crisis. <laughs> I hope not. It's a short life. Oh, I meant poor life. Jeez, my bad. Like, oh my God. Okay. There you go. <laughs> We're living longer these days, huh, guys? 
<laughs> yes, but we went to this Indian restaurant and we had this big old buffet and it was so, so good. And it was so fun to spend time with friends and like your colleagues that you work with every day, but you get to spend time outside of work to get to know each other better. And also a plus was that my boss, she actually paid for all of our food. Oh, So I love free food. Free food it's like is the yummy. Best. It tastes better than food you pay for. Yes, it does. It's like so. So that was like a major heart piece. Fantastic. This week. Word. Okay. Well, then I'll go ahead and go. Uh, and then following me, we'll have Jim Vulking and Tree Hugger uh, participate right. in the major heart piece activities as well. I had one, but I changed it on my way home from work today. Um, it's really hot in North Carolina. It's like it's it's hot, man. Like. <laughs> It's really freaking hot outside. I just want to say hot as many times as I can to help you understand just how very freaking hot it is in North Carolina today. Um, but since it's very hot outside and I was driving home, you know, most of sometimes you'll see people on the side of the road who are hitchhiking. You know, they have the thumb up and they're trying to get somewhere. They'll just be on the side of the road with their bag or whatever it is, uh, just trying to get somewhere. Well, I passed by a person today. Well, I didn't pass by them, but in the way that I go home, I go straight. But there's a highway you can get on if you turn right. And on the little on-ramp for the highway, the guy's sitting down. He's trying to hitchhike a ride somewhere. And most of the time, I don't know what your experience is, but when I see folks like that, I never see anyone pick them up, you know? And you just never see it. Somebody eventually does, but you never see it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm driving by, and a car stops for this guy. And I'm like, that is awesome because it is blazing hot out here. And I was looking at him just thinking, man, this is the wrong day to be trying to hitchhike. He should at least... You know, try to find a spot in the shade or something. Like, he's sitting down on the pavement out there, and I know his butt is on fire. It's just so hot. Uh, so that was just something I thought was really freaking nice uh, for them to actually just pull over and take the guy, you know, wherever he was trying to go. So that's Kudos my heart that piece. Person. Kudos, man. Kudos. Yeah. So we will invite, let me see. We've been doing boy, girl. So Tree Hugger, you're up next. Okay. So my major heart piece of the week would probably be um, a little heart felt note from my parents. Now, I know a lot of ways that people communicate with each other is through texting and Mm -hmm. using the phone and technology and whatnot, Um, but my dad is a little bit old school, and so he leaves these little notes around for my mom telling her that that he loves her, and then my mom will always respond to every little note at the end, like, love you too. So I always thought that was kind of cute. Oh, that's so sweet. That is like a literally cute little heart piece. Take notes, take notes, Master Joe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My parents have been together for like 23 years now, and um, all of our schedules in the household are are all different, so we don't ever get to see each other um, normally in a day. Uh, So... My dad just leaves little notes around, just saying stuff and and that he loves us. That is really oh, that's cool. That's really awesome. That is cool. That is a great tradition, I'm taking tradition notes. Too. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Okay, Jim, close us out, buddy. Okay, so um, not too long ago, I had to drive back to Indianapolis. Uh, I recently moved to Baltimore for a job, so I left my entire family behind in Indianapolis. Uh, but I went to go visit them over the weekend, and uh, I was about to come home. And I was filling up my car with gas. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. And uh, there was this gentleman who was walking around uh, asking people to help him because his car had broken down. He needed like a couple bucks for a taxi to get somewhere. Um, and you know how it is when you go to a gas station and somebody's asking you for money. Usually mm-hmm. people are just kind of like, "I no, get out of here. Get yep. a job, you bum. And um, 
instead of doing the typical American uh, don't bother me because I have nothing for you kind of mentality thing, um, I actually went to an ATM, pulled a couple bucks out of that for him and gave it to him. Wow. To get to wherever he needed to go. Wow. Oh, that was really sweet. That's awesome. Holy crap. And what did, what did he say? Uh, he said, thank you, God bless, and went on his way. That's amazing, man. That's that's really freaking awesome. I know a lot of times, yeah, people will, uh, they'll either do the thing that's like, oh, I'm not, and it's like a popular thing nowadays, and I'm guilty of it too, is like, no one really carries cash on them anymore. Mm-hmm. So when someone asks you for money, you're like, oh man, I'd love to help, but I don't have any, like, you kind of weasel out and saying, yeah, well, this is the truth. I don't have any cash I can physically give you. I don't, I'm not carrying any, I only have my card. But the fact that you just, you know, skip past that and you don't, you know, give yourself an excuse for that and went to the ATM, like, holy crap, man, that's, that's impressive, bro. Well, okay. those are some awesome heart pieces. Just remind you guys, do something nice for somebody else. Give a little extra life to them while you're at it. So we will go ahead and get into our next segment. Boost or break. Oh, yeah. This is the fun stuff. The fun part. Where so, we get to ask you guys, our <laughs> guest, a few questions. Uh-oh. Yes. I, I hope you were Reggie. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I thought we were just going to talk. I didn't know no we were going to answer is. questions. I would have I studied better if I'd have known that. <laughs> there will be a pop quiz in the morning. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so for Booster Break, we always try to tailor uh, the questions and the whole segment to our, to our guest. So considering that... Uh, Jim and Treehugger are such good friends, and we've seen them quite a bit uh, play games together on their live stream. In fact, they do, they've do. they been doing a series, a dual stream, in which most of the time on Thursdays, they'll get together and sit down and play a game. Um, and that should be starting back up soon for you listeners that want to check that out. We'll have some links uh, in the description for that a little bit later on Twitch. Uh, but for Booster Break, we thought we would ask you guys whether or not you would want to be buddies in the video game world that we're about to pose to you. So for example, and this is not one of them, but mm-hmm. a, a sample question, Super Mario 3D World. You know, if you guys could actually be Mario and Luigi or whoever else Toad and go through that as that as if that was real life, would you do that with a boost or not with a break? Make sense? Okay. Cool. Yeah. First one's okay. up is Gears of War. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like total contrast from the soft pillowy worlds of Super Mario yeah, no, 3D you world. Go from, you go from jumping on turtles to sawing dudes in half with a machine gun. For the listeners um, that may not know what Gears of War is, this is a very popular uh, video game franchise exclusive to Xbox, mm-hmm. and they're going to have a new game coming out pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the games that Master Wife and I yeah, loved love to, to play, play yeah, so freaking much, starting with Gears of War 2. Huge, fun, competitive game, or cooperative game. Uh, but it's a pretty freaking dark and bloody Little world. world yeah. So if that was your real life, would you guys? do you guys think you'd have the stones to go and beat the Locust Army? Yeah, I think we would. I think we would. Yeah. So that's a con- that's a consensus boost then. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Now, why is that though? Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no worry, just actions. <laughs> um, we don't actually talk to each other. We just we just play the game. <laughs> we, we have this mind meld that goes on. <laughs> They're like, well, and this is a true thing. This isn't just me making stuff up. We do have kind of a, a synchronicity between the two of us. Oh, that's really awesome. So yeah. you, so, so you, so you guys, are you saying like, you guys are gonna know 
just the exactly answers for what all to do. like you guys yeah. are going to answer boost together or break together for all these questions pretty much i'm looking forward to that like that's that's how confident i am i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty sure that we're both gonna say the same thing like that's how like strong of the brain wavelengths we have see these are these are like Um, this is the perfect these are the perfect people to bring in for plutonic relationships this has been great plutonic Plutonic. Plutonic (laughs) dwarf all right gears of war is a boost next game coming up pretty soon here i'm very excited Yoshi's Woolly World. Boost. Boost. <laughs> e- easily. <laughs> First two-player Yoshi game. Uh, have you guys seen the, the gameplay from that? The Nintendo's pushing yes. out? Yes. I've just seen really the characters. Good. I've never really seen the gameplay of it. It's so cute, though. And yeah, the little plushies. I want one. It's a I very know. cute game. Uh, yes. It's, of course, coming from the same team that gave us Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, if you guys played through that one, very I fun. I haven't played that one yet. Oh, it's good. I have. It's good. Oh, so you've played it. Jim hasn't. No. Yeah, I have. My Kirby knowledge is limited to Kirby's Adventure and Kirby's Superstar. Ah, Mm. Both very good games, of course. I love Superstar. And I think this Yoshi is supposed to be like harder than the last one. Well, the last one was Yoshi's New Island, which wasn't. I've heard it was very, very easy. Yeah, it was not hard at all. Yeah. So there's that. So we got Yoshi's Island. The old one is really difficult. Yes. Yeah. I think and this awesome. one is going to be more accessible than that one was. No, that, that's mm-hmm. some really hardcore platforming in some of the later stages. Uh, but, of course, this one has the teamwork element. But I'm looking forward to it regardless. Um, yeah. So we got a boost for that. Boost for Gears of War. Next game is a bit of an older one, but still a really great, fantastic, cooperative game. The World of Portal. Portal, Portal 2, specifically. Oh. I could see oh, that, yeah. Portal. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Boost. 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 So you guys use like a problem-solving type thing? Because one of the yes, most frustrating yeah. parts about playing Portal 2 co-op is that, you know, one person thinks that they figured it out and the other person has another idea of how to figure out the puzzle <laughs> and kind of like working through that See, space. This is, this is why right. I keep trying to get Treehugger to play Goof Troop because it's a lot of the same like puzzly co-op stuff. Oh, uh, it is. It yeah. Is. Yeah. So it's like a true test and of, I don't know. are we really in sync or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, a compatibility We've test. already went through this test with... Um, uh, what's that game called? Battle Block Theater? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a really heavy one. Yes, it is. There's so yeah. much death. We're, oh we're on the last stage of that, I think. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that is a really tough game co-op. It's fun, we, but it's tough. We beat our heads against the wall on that last stage for a good hour. I'm not I familiar think. with that game. And we just, <laughs> like, we didn't stop. We weren't just like, I'm done! How? <laughs> I can't do this anymore! We were just like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this we've and got then an this. hour later we were like we finally got it oh awesome. <laughs> i'm not familiar with this game what type of game is it it's a puzzle platformer kind of game it's by the same people who did castle crusher so it's oh, made okay. by the Newgrounds folks mm-hmm. and tom fulp and oh, i think Behemoth? stamper does some voice work in it yeah the first game i played of theirs was um alien hominid on the gamecube oh it's so much fun it's that's another i think it's co-op too mm-hmm they actually have a new game coming out. Um, I think it's Game 4. I can't remember the name of it, but it looks interesting. I feel like I heard something about that, too. I'm not sure what it was. But, yeah, I think you're right in that they have a new game. I'll have to look that up mm-hmm. in the break. Yeah, it's a, um, it looks like it's a strategy RPG, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, what's it called? Game 4. Oh, it li- okay, it's literally called Game 4. Mm-hmm. And it's a strategy game. Yeah. Oh, I see it, yeah. 
Turn-based. Oh, yeah, I have heard that one. You are correct. That definitely does look interesting. I'll have to keep that one on my radar. So we've got three boosts consecutively right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. flip the script. I'm going to see if I can throw you guys off a little bit. So in this next one, <laughs> <laughs> it won't be that you're uh, you know, in the same game world working com- or com- cooperatively in the sense like it was for these other guys where you're literally in the same space doing the same thing. This next game I'm going to call is Luigi's Mansion. And the question is, basically, which one of you would be Luigi and which one of you would be Mario? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. For those that haven't like played Luigi's Mansion. It's a me, Green Mario. <laughs> <It's> a me. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that could be that. Okay, well, let's see. Put it in this way then. Because there is one person that is helping Luigi, and that's Professor E. Gad. Mm-hmm. So right. does that fit? This, this, would one of you so, be the professor kind of helping in the shadows, making all the tech while the other person goes out and does the exploration? This is kind of like a James Bond question. Who is Q who and is who Q? is Bond? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like it could go either way, honestly. Depending on the day, go either way. It's like, hey, do you want to go save Mario today? I just want to like kick back behind the desk. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll switch roles. I promise. I just I gotta get some extra coffee in me right now. Not freaking bad. That's a good answer. That's you'll a really be good okay with handling the bosses. Alone. Uh, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll get the pee on ghosts. You get the big <laughs> right. Oh I got gosh. this. I just want the ring, coach. Let me just put me on the bench. <laughs> We're all going to the same place at the end of the day. <laughs> not bad. Not bad at all. Well, freaking great. That's our first half of the episode. Hope you all have enjoyed a little bit of insight into our special guests. They definitely seem to be in tune with each yes. other, uh, demonstrating that lovely plutonic relationship i guess that's going to be the new word everyone's going to be saying plutonic instead of i did that one on purpose just just for the record i'm doing it on purpose now because it's funny yeah uh we'll we'll be back to talk about more dwarf sized planet relationships right after this commercial break you think that you're playing video games you're wrong video games are playing you we own you we're Xbox One. We see into your soul. We own your house. We own your life. We watch you in your sleep. We dream inside of your dreams and make your dreams bad dreams. We're Xbox One. It's called One because it only takes one time, one opportunity one shot to destroy you xbox one we're gonna get you brought to you by playstation (laughs) welcome back guys to the heart piece podcast i hope you enjoyed that commercial break yeah yeah today we've been talking to jim falkning and tree hugger We've been talking about those plutonic relationships. Yes, plutonic. So we're going to get back into Out the dwarf planet world. discussion. Uh, first thing, though, we want to kind of get to know these guys a little bit more, especially for you listeners at home that may not know them. So we know that uh, Tree Hugger is probably not your actual name. Uh, but where does the Tree Hugger nickname come from exactly? Um, it actually comes from my dad. He gave me the nickname uh, when he would take me out hunting and we used to have a deer stand that didn't have a ladder or like 
uh, yeah, it didn't have a ladder to it, so I'd have to climb a tree to get to it. And the way that I would climb a tree is by like wrapping either a rope or my arms around it and just like walking straight up the tree. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's really awesome. Yeah. And so you're literally like tree hugging is your preferred method of tree climbing. Yeah. You have to have a lot of strength for that. Like. Yeah. yeah, that's like some Mulan tactics. Like, yeah. have, you, have you guys actually seen like the Hunger Games? I have not. <gasps> There's no. a part in one of the movies where they're actually climbing the trees. They climb them things fast too. <laughs> like, shoot. It's a really awesome part of the um, movie, but that's really awesome. So every time I watch that movie, I'll think of you, Tree Hugger. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of you. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So Jim Falking, for, uh, despite what I thought as the popular opinion, is not actually the man's name. Nope, uh, it's so, not. So where does My name Jim is actually Falking? Steve, so now you know. It's actually not Steve either. I'm a very deceptive person. I like to hide behind a lot of masks here. But now I kind of wish your name was Steve, because Steve is such a funny name. <laughs> it really is a funny name. <laughs> like if you ever meet somebody and their name is Steve, do you do you find it hard to like stifle your laughter? A little like, bit. Just a teeny bit. You're just like <laughs> Yeah, like Sorry, Steve in is like on okay. My saliva there a little bit. <laughs> Sorry for all the Steves out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Steves, we love y'all, man. Y'all are cool people, but I'm just saying like, you know who I think looks like a Steve who's not a Steve? Who's that? Toby Maguire. Yes. Like in Spider-Man, the first yes. one? Doesn't he kind of look like a Steve? He does. I don't know. There's, you know, there's Steve-O, you know, and wow. I'm for the Steves out here. But anyway, back to this the This is my, the my shout out to all the Steves for taking a job that nobody else wants, and that's to have a goofy name. <laughs> oh. So getting back to the nickname, Jim Falking, okay. where does this come from? Um, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't think it's that exciting of a name, or not a name, but a story, but um, back in... Oh God! What was it? Fifth grade, I think. Whoa! Throwback. Uh, I know. Going way back in time, way back to the '90s, it was a very weird time in America's history. Um, <laughs> me and my at the time best friend were like really into Digimon. Oh snap! Okay. And uh, so we were so into it that we decided that we were going to make our own characters. Nice uh, to live in, like the Digi world and stuff. And uh, I wanted to name mine Jim. Uh, and a lot of it came from the fact that I used to watch Outlaw Star when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know how like uh, Gene Starwin's little sidekick is Jim Hawking? Oh. I wanted to have a name that was kind of like that. So oh. I came up with Jim Falking, uh, but I didn't want to spell it like J-I-M because that's boring. Yeah. Uh, sorry to all the Jimmies out there. <laughs> so, um, Steve and Jim. Y'all just, just ain't got him. This ain't the, so, the episode for you. So I spelled it J-E-H-M and... There you go. And unbeknownst to fight or like fifth grade Jim Falking, uh, he ended up making one of the punniest names ever. And I'm very thankful to young Jim Falking for thinking of that. So thank you, young Jim Falking. That is freaking amazing. I know in your live stream you um give people the Falking five. And it's right. like it's a thing. Like it's just Well no, I give them high fives. I didn't even come up with this. Like everybody oh, really? in my chat yes, everybody in my chat did this. I didn't. So everyone <laughs> but, uh, in your chat. Instead took of saying the instead of name. dropping the F bomb, they'll use falking or like what the falk is this? <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't do this. This was all them. I've come in that there a couple times because I've seen people like when they join your chat, they'll be like, This mm -hmm. falking guy. Yeah, I know. And there's actually a funny story behind that too. Um <laughs> 
when when I made the name, my mom got mad at me and didn't want me to use it, and oh. I didn't know why. Oh. And I was like, why do you not like that name? Why do you not want me using it? And she told me that the name Falking sounds like you're saying you're F-bomb. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. And then lo and behold, like 17 years later, there it is. This is like, oh, God, she was right all She's along. Right. So listen, kids, when your mom says mother knows best because she does. That's right. That's right. Respect the mamas out there. <laughs> that is hilarious word. So we're going to go ahead and move it on to our main topic, getting into the, the takeaway bits of the platonic relationships. Uh, but first order of business is master wife. What the heck is a platonic relationship in the first place? Well, basically. Well, <laughs> obviously it is a kind of relationship. <laughs> well, it's basically another type of friendship, basically. Yeah. But it's kind of given a special name because it's usually of the opposite sex, right? Yeah, right. Well, the sense of, like, pl- well, yeah, when we think about it, we, yeah. we, th- we generally uh, refer to relationships of good friendship and good stature of the opposite sex, cross-gender, as platonic. Because, I mean, if it's same sex, then it's kind of like, oh, that's just your friend. Oh, it's your best friend, mm-hmm. good friend. But platonic relationships are essentially, in definition, uh like fully realized and emotionally connect- connected and intimate relationships that just don't involve the sexual and romantic. kind of physical attraction, yeah. romantic aspect of things. So in essence, you have a you have several platonic relationships yeah. with mm-hmm. your your parents, with your siblings, your best friends, uh, anybody that's kind of in your very tight knit mm-hmm. network. They're all platonic relationships because you know, you know, like I don't want to have sex with this person. You know, they're just my really great friend. Uh, and that's kind of a really simplistic definition of what uh, that type of relationship actually is. So, uh, as we've kind of been demonstrating in part one of this episode, obviously, Jim Falking and Treehugger have a very special relationship. But, surprise, surprise, these guys are not a couple. They're just good friends. Uh, and it's a common misconception, apparently, uh, as as Jim tells it anyway. Is that yes, not right? It, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but how did y'all actually meet and become friends? Um, Twitch actually. Wow. It was about two years ago, about January, was it? Yeah, I think I know it was in winter. Yeah, we were two both years playing... we're talking like 2013. Yeah, 2013 is when we first met. Um, and I think it was in January because it was shortly after I came back from my first Magfest. Oh. And that was when I like started getting into Twitch and started streaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found her through Terraria uh, because I I was streaming Terraria with a couple of my friends and one day after a stream I was like I'm going to see who else is playing this game and uh, I didn't want to go into like the really big streams that Mm -hmm. were doing it because it's like oh nobody's ever going to talk to me in there and so I like went down to the bottom where like all of the smaller streams were and I just randomly clicked on this name with trees and hugs and <laughs> hugs and kisses and um, I kind of hung out there for a little bit. I don't even think I said anything the first time I was in there. I just You were just like, lurking? I, I just observed, yeah. And I was like doing my own thing in the background. Then like one day I shot her a message. I was like, hey, I have some friends that are playing Terraria. Would you like to play with us sometime? And that was... The beginning of the end, essentially. <laughs> yep. Not bad. She awesome. said, yeah, why not? <laughs> and I can't believe that she did. Yeah. It was, And that's basically it. 
that's basically yeah. it. See, that's even a shock to me. I'll, I'll be the first one to say, like, when we were thinking about doing this episode in the first place, I think I came to Tree Hugger and I was like, hey, um, are you guys dating? Because, I mean, we have this podcast and we think it'd be really cool if you guys yeah. wanted to come on and just talk about what that's like. And, you know, but she's like, oh, yeah, no, we're just, we're totally not dating. We're just friends. And I'm like, oh, well, I feel dumb. This is, well, you, this is You're awkward. not the first person to feel Thank dumb. You. Don't worry. <laughs> a lot of people out there with that misconception. Yeah, because like I said, the very first time we all met was at MAGFest um, in January of this year, 2015. So mm-hmm. from that, I'm like, okay, great. And me and these guys and everything's cool and great. So that's really interesting. I was always under the impression that you guys were like freaking grew up in elementary school and like, boom, and you're just these mm-hmm. great friends. So we that's get even, that a lot too. Yeah. yeah, We get that a lot too, which is so weird because we've only known each other for such short of a time. And yeah. um, like just the connection, like the bond between us is just super strong. Like it's, it's kind it's really weird. <laughs> but also just happened. <laughs> just happened. Just, it just happened. Yeah. We've only known each other for two years. So a lot of, I know that, I've gotten people that are just like, you guys sound like you've known each other forever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like, no, I just met her like yesteryear. <laughs> oh, yesteryear up yonder <laughs> on the interwebs. Yeah, it's pretty interesting that um, I guess society, I don't know how it is in other places in the world, but in America, it seems like if you have this type of connection with some, it has to be more than just friendship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's an excellent segue mm-hmm. into our next part of this uh, discussion, which is the mainstream view of what we are kind of discussing right now. is a platonic relationship between a man and a woman. This is a very um, Gary Metz or when Harry met Sally type of view. I was going to say when Gary met Sally, I'm, pr- I'm sure it would have been a different story. <laughs> um, that would actually that story's happened. That was in SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob's uh, snail pet is named Gary. <laughs> he found love one episode. Hmm. All right. Well, the way that uh, it's been portrayed in the mainstream, uh, there's actually an article uh, that was constructed at the website scientificamerican.com. And we'll have a link for this in the podcast notes on our website, heartpeacepodcast.com, in which researchers asked men and women uh, who were, you know, considered their relationship status to be friends uh, what they really think about the whole concept of why men and women can't just be friends, um, Mm -hmm. which is an awesome song by the artist War, (laughs) by the way. I've been listening to that a lot. That's, it's just good. (laughs) Why can't we be friends? All right. um, Basically, what they're saying is that in the study that they ran, they brought in 88 pairs of undergraduate uh, students. So, you know, young adolescents, 18 to 25-ish in that range. And you know, basically brought them into what they're calling a science lab where they just mm-hmm. put them in certain situations and kind of monitored their uh, interaction with each other. And then they talked to them after the fact. And they found that the general consensus amongst the men was that they seem to always develop some kind of attraction uh, to their female friends. Uh, and that wasn't really the case in, you know, the vice versa manner. The females weren't really, you know, thinking in that way of this mm-hmm. type of attraction that was always almost always the the man's perspective uh and so they've concluded that this is basically you know to paraphrase what they're saying an evolutionary you know mind mechanism that men due to procreation and bloody bloop doop are always going to have some level of attraction to members of the opposite sex generally speaking um i know we have a lot of different kind of engagements and uh, the, you know, hetero and homo and, you know, all these different types of 
uh, roles and gender roles that people are coming into now. Uh, but generally speaking, for the purposes of this article, that's their argument. Um, they don't think that, uh, you know, due to that, men generally overestimate the level of attraction felt by their female friends, while women on the opposite side consistently underestimate the level of attraction felt by their male friends. And we've kind of seen this play out. Uh, if, you know, a guy meets a girl and kind of goes in there for the wrong reasons and thinks, oh, yeah, she, she digs me. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, like, cartoon interpretations mm-hmm. of that. I'm thinking about Johnny Bravo, uh, most notably <laughs> from Cartoon Network. You know, here, here, and just, oh, she, she digs me, and she clearly doesn't. But <laughs> that kind of a mindset uh, is where they're coming from. And I think that's a really mainstream mindset. But... I don't know if that's true, um, and I don't think that that has to be the only way that men and women can interact from this this standpoint of, okay, do I find this person attractive? Okay, yes, then go. Um, I think there's a space that we can exist where we can actually just be friends, and we'll mm-hmm. get into that yeah. in a bit. And I think that also comes from like the media and also the movies oh, yeah. that are out oh, there. Oh, yeah, because definitely. There's a lot of like friendship movies where they're mm-hmm. always like they can't just be friends they'll always like end up together mm-hmm. yep. and so i think it's like kind of you have that one perspective of these platonic relationships and it's not really the whole picture so yeah and these are these are kind of all the things that make them fail uh on this side is why they don't work accordingly so what do you guys think about that as far as what this article is saying and the point master wife brought up about the media and everything what, where do you stand on it well master wife basically just took everything i was gonna say so <laughs> yeah. my argument is gone <laughs> but no, i was I do. gonna say the same thing actually local woman that steals man's thoughts <laughs> news at 11 <laughs> Local woman steals man's thoughts through the internet. (laughs) Hundreds of miles away from each other, so they're not even local. Um, But no, I agree with the the whole mainstream thing. Like you were saying, you have like the buddy movies and stuff like that. And I think that a lot of people just buy into that. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of like, uh, what is it? The, The biggest export that America has is entertainment. And we consume so much entertainment and content. Mm-hmm. And in consuming all that stuff, like I don't doubt that people like actually buy into it 100% of the time. So like, yeah, I think that that is a huge reason as to why people think, oh, well, platonic relationships aren't something that can exist. It's just it, you watch, watch the movies and it'll yeah. tell you. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you that it's not real. It's a fairy tale. <laughs> When watch reality, the movies like, it, and it'll it tell you it's happen. not real because yeah. movies yeah, like, are reality. Watch, watch just about any mainstream movie, like any big Hollywood blockbuster, and there's always a guy and a girl protagonist. And near the end of the movie, they will always form some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. I think and the one it that saddens we just me because was, uh, Pacific Rim Jurassic is one of my World. favorite movies, and it didn't do anything like that. And then like the very last two minutes of that movie was that, and I was just like, God, no, <laughs> come on. <laughs> You ruined it. <laughs> you had something so good going on. But no, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. But if you watch like indie movies and stuff like that, it very rarely happens. Yeah. yeah. But nobody watches indie movies, so. Indie movies mm. are great, though. Yes, they are. They're really freaking awesome, especially like indie like martial arts movies. Those mm-hmm. are the best. Gosh, yeah. no wires. Uh, Tree, what's your take on, on the whole situation? Uh, for why platonic or platonic <laughs> relationships don't work. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Why? <laughs> why? Why can't the man, the man and, and male and female dwarf planets just be friends? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like there are times where um, 
platonic relationships don't work because either one side will start to develop feelings Mm -hmm. for the other side and the other side is like oh I'm in my own little world like I just like I I mean I I recognize this person but I don't see them as like like I don't find them attractive or to to myself Mm. Um, so I don't know like sometimes it's like the shift in um, attractiveness and I feel like that's kind of like the shit, like the shift of the relationship kind of changes between like uh, communication and, and the way that, that we treat each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So say like one starts to act more romantically than the other, it just kind of, it could fall apart or it could get stronger because the other person could start developing romantic feelings as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it turns into a whole nother relationship. This yeah. is very true. This is very true. Uh, part of that article with Scientific American does bring up one point which I, I do want to point out in that while they were saying uh most of the times the men are the ones that'll be the ones that put the move on or to kind of you know skew from the the friendships uh, area into into something else uh they also note that women seem to have a more uh neutral and kind of like you know natural view of the platonic side of things like at, at a default setting from what they're saying, women are tend to kind of fall into the platonic side where they can actually exist in these relationships and not have these types of feelings. And for me, I can take that back to like college, right? Think of a college or a high school scenario where a guy has a crush on a girl and he's like, hey, do you want to do you want to go out or, or whatever? And the girl's like, what do you mean? I had no idea that you felt that way. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, what? No way! How could you be oblivious to my feelings? God, I've been friend zoned, dude, or whatever. Oh, God. You know? And I think part of that is because, yeah, sometimes guys just literally make up the wrong thing because mm-hmm. of the way that we are in our society, like we were talking about. Yeah, but I don't only think it's men too. Like, oh, I you, think it's oh, you women think it's as the well. sisters too. <laughs> I think it's women as well. Yeah, definitely women yeah. As well. I mean, like in my case, like. Oh, yes, in your case. How could I forget? I told this story a while ago on that last episode, but Master Joe and I used to hang out a lot, and we were friends before we actually started dating, and I um, actually failed to like Master Joe, but he was not on the same level as me at the time, and I remember <laughs> asking him, like, like, what are we? Which is like the most awkward question to ask. Never, never do right. that, please. And he said, <laughs> you're like a sister to me. I <laughs> said, why can't we be friends? <laughs> so that, note, I had he, no idea that was a war song. No, well, see, you learn no something. Ideas. You learn something. Oh, it's a good one, too. Very applicable mm. for a lot of things today. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, so it can go both ways. And I would agree. And sometimes, sense. like in a bad scenario, that wouldn't have worked out. Like, we probably... Well, we could have been friends, maybe. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, and it's kind of a risky run where when you cross that line, there's yeah, no going like, back. Going you know, back? that's out there. Yeah. And you can't right. you can't recall that email anymore, and that's kind of just where you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, I guess from what we're all talking about, it's not just a natural state. It exists, you know, on both sides, and it really is more about uh, the type of communication and the type of uh, understanding as far as what you're in a certain relationship for. I mean, if you're in it and your goal is to increase it, you know, by some means to, you know, 
a, a more intimate physically relationship, then that's your choice. Yeah. But the idea that we just can't exist because you're a man and I'm a woman, that's not true. Yeah, and um, I also think that was one flaw of the study because they just brought these 88 people together, yeah, not knowing if they had the, like billions? similar interests or anything. So it's like, like what is the point of like, <laughs> like for example, you used in Jim Faulkner when you were reaching out to Treehugger, you wanted to play Terrario. So you knew mm-hmm. it was kind of like more of a friendship and it was something that you liked right. to do. Yeah. It wasn't the main thing of, I have to find a girl. Or, right. You weren't smiling like, right on Tinder. Like yeah. <laughs> So. You run on Match.com. <laughs> no. no, and this was like this was like in the early days of Twitch too, before webcam was like required. So like neither of us knew what either of us looked like or anything like that. So that kind of like gets ruled out. Yeah. Like, oh, she's so pretty. I gotta play games with her. It was just like, yeah, that is a thing. Let's just let's just play games. That is kind of like a let's a, just do it. A back of the mind play that sometimes gets in the way. So mm-hmm. now that we kind of talk about what makes these things fail and kind of what the 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 faulty reasoning is in the mainstream argument of why this you know the idea of a platonic relationship between a man and a woman can't exist let's talk about how you guys make yours work um so you met two years ago which like i said is not elementary school like i thought so in little time you all have somehow traversed the the freaking cosmos of intellectual bondedhood and just reach this level of friendship, which most people don't get to unless they've known somebody for literally 10 years. So mm-hmm. how did that happen? How do you guys make this relationship work? I'll let you take um, this I one. Think we, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think we both agree, or me and Jem at least anyways, um, that the force is strong in our relationship. And we both feel that it's something good to have, like that support that's always there like like it's just the friendship that's always going to be there and and we want it to be there for a very very long time um it, Gemma, am i going on the right track yes, <laughs> yes. No. See, see right now <laughs> right now tree hugger is luigi and Jem is professor egad exactly this is this is thir- this is typical thursday <laughs> on friday that's when i take the vacuum up there you we, go we finish each other's sentences usually um mm-hmm. so it's yeah but yeah, I, I definitely like having Jim around um, to back me up and <clears throat> and to have that relationship that I, I, I'm expecting to have for a long, long time. Like we just, everything goes along well. Like we usually agree with a lot of things. We even encourage each other to like playfully <laughs> follow each other's crush dreams and, <laughs> and whatnot. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It's really hard to explain how it really happened. It just kind of did. Yeah. Like we just started playing games and then from that we just started having conversations and then from that we got to know each other better and then from that we are where we are now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think mean, that's not actually really... like secretly part of the point is that it's yeah, not I... a magic formula, you know? It's yeah. kind of just coming at it from the standpoint, at least in my opinion, of I want to have a friend and that's a very valid thing. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another part of thing that's in, in, you know, kind of ingrained in the cultural mindset of the day is that if you're friends with somebody, especially somebody of the opposite sex, you know, or somebody that you're attracted to and, you know, you get in a space where you may want the relationship to move forward, but it doesn't, then that seems as some type of a failure. You know, there's the concept of the friend zone. And that's one thing that kind of gets in the way. But 
when you and sometimes you're looking for somebody to love you're looking for that type of relationship you're looking for the next level of whatever Mm -hmm. but there's there's a part of us that just wants a friend too and Mm -hmm. i think because of those two things when they get in the way i think it's it's a little bit difficult you know that's why women will tend to you know just confide in women like they'll find another woman to be their best friend and they don't really consider uh, men to fill that role and, and likewise a man will try to just find another guy that he can be a dude bro with and have that type of relationship because the mainstream idea is that oh if your best friend is your as a girl or you know it's opposite sex oh then you must be you know dating and I think that that fallacy of thought is kind of what keeps us you know restricted to this really mm-hmm. weird place of not extending uh, into you know the cross gender path of our friendships yeah and I think it also extends back in time where back in time <laughs> where an article actually made a a point that platonic relationships are kind of new in the wor- like in the world of time we used to have like separate schools we had we mm-hmm. couldn't really interact with each other mm-hmm. you know yeah. we couldn't go to like be this close to each other for dances or do all those things and now we're kind of you know, you have your co-ed dorms and those things. And so we're starting to interact with each other. And so I think it's kind of new still. Yeah. I mean, for like, you know, historical purposes, it wasn't really until like the 1960s, you know, 50s and 60s, where men and women started to cross planes in areas of like work and business and school. Mm -hmm. And it's been increasing from that point, you know, but up to then we really yeah like Master I was saying we're kind of like this is man world and this is woman world and those worlds don't cross (laughs) it's always seemed like there's been some kind of like disconnect like women are this one thing and men are this other thing and they can't they can't be together because they're two completely different things but they're they're not like Mm -hmm. the only difference is you know anatomy but other than that like they're the exact same thing Mm -hmm. maybe some brain chemistry but other than that like they're the same thing they're just people and Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people don't really understand mm-hmm. is that it's just don't don't look at it from this perspective of it's a man and a woman just look at it as a perspective of they're people just yeah. like you yeah it's and i think and if person. people will start looking at it from that perspective a lot of issues will go away yeah because there won't be any kind of discrepancies it's just like this uniformity in a way you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But bringing it all back, bringing it all back, what does this mean for gamers? Jim Falking and, and Treehugger, you guys bonded because of Terraria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took off from there and Twitch and streaming and all that. Gaming is the vehicle by which friendships, as we said before in a past episode, they're accelerated. Um, you can really in, just just go from zero to 100 with somebody on a friendship level by playing a game. Um, it's a very free space. It's open. You can express yourself and get a good sense of of what somebody's goals are, what their interests are, by just simply playing a game. You don't have to worry about, oh, am I saying the right thing? Am I you know, being weird or whatever? You just focus on playing the game, and everything else falls into place. It's great. It's almost like a magic. So what if we had more of these types of relationships, these platonic relationships between men and women in gaming? I would say, I would argue, Jim, because of your friendship with Tree, right? Mm-hmm. Your view of women in gaming is probably skewed to the more positive side. Yeah. Like you're not probably one of those guys in the chat room that's like when a girl comes in, you're like, oh my God, who's the grill? 
right? Like, oh God, no. <laughs> who, who thinks like that? Don't answer that question because there are a lot of people that do, and I'm very disappointed in every single one of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and that's that. That's a, like it's a cultural thing, right? Like these are the yeah. issues that we have mm-hmm. in our gaming community. It's it's a it's a weird place, man. There's misogamy. There was the whole issue at Gamergate and just women mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And you know, boys have to grow up into men, and then what do you do after that? And it's a really mature thing when you think about gaming. The first generation of gamers were all adults now. So mm-hmm. we kind of have more of a responsibility now being adults. Like we can't get away with stuff just because we're, you know, oh, your kids are stupid. Like, no, we're adults now. You have to grow up and you got to mm-hmm. mature and your, your thinking has to change because now it's our responsibility to raise the next generation of Call of Duty warriors, you know, and what we teach them, they'll keep going. So we, we're, we're at the mm-hmm. beginning of something really important uh, to basically set up the culture of gaming decades from now you know to our kids 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 and what we do now is going to matter so if we get these platonic relationships set where we can change the mindset that people have about how men and women interact Mm -hmm. in gaming i mean just think about the freaking impact that's going to have later on down the road i think that you know when we're younger we kind of we kind of don't think about it being girl versus guy that's right you don't plan a game we kind of just play together and so i think that platonic relationship will kind of help bring that perspective back and um like for example if a girl in streaming has a nice platonic relationship with someone else like a guy that's out there streaming she would know that you know not all guys out there are you know in competitive gaming or in streaming are (laughs) (laughs) douchebags to coin the phrase (laughs) (laughs) or guys would be there to know that not all girls out there quote quote are gamer girls oh yeah um and they just want to have fun too they're not just trying to get attention or and they may try to make it you know in streaming and being competitive in gaming they just want to have fun yeah tree let me let me throw a question to you since you are obviously a female in gaming have you ever gotten the freaking, you know, what Master Wife was talking about, about the whole girl gamer thing? Like, have you, have you ever run into that issue? Um, personally, I've never really run into men, like, I, I've run into the issue, but it's not as um, occurring as mm-hmm. people think, or mm-hmm. at least not in my shoes. Uh, back when I played a lot of RuneScape, I know that people are like, oh, she's a girl, like, just show your boobs, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awful. And I, I just got out of that community. I just stopped playing the game. Like, it, it, just, it was just a turn off for me. Like, I did, I stopped playing RuneScape, started playing more indie games. And I was like, wow, this is so much more fun. And the community that it brought in um, was was way more cooler and, and more chill. Mm. That's a good me. point. It, it, I got, like, a bigger respect, too. Mm-hmm. That is a really good point. I didn't really even think about it from that st- that standpoint, but that's a really real thing. And that's kind of why we need to start having this discussion and, and changing the way we do things. Because, I mean, like you said, you quit a community because you received, you know, subpar interactions with people who didn't mm-hmm. understand the concept mm-hmm. of, you know, men and women are just people who like games. Yeah, and, and I, I hardly even did anything. Like, I was just being me. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, oh, I'm, like, actually playing a game, like, strategically playing a game. And I'm getting, like, all this negative feedback and... So I just left, and it was better for me. Yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of communities that have that kind of negativity in them, too, not just the RuneScape one, like a lot of communities. I know yeah. that I've talked to uh, our friend Shando Calrissian, 
uh, she used to stream Minecraft mm -hmm. and she stopped because of the negativity in that community. She would just have people wow. come in. And, yeah, she would have people mm -hmm. come in and like in Minecraft? Say, yeah, and just say like really foul things to her and she oh, stopped wow. playing Minecraft because of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Minecraft of all the games. Mm -hmm. Minecraft. Yeah. It's like yeah. so many people play that game. What in the world? That wouldn't so, even cross my mind. It's a pretty big responsibility yeah. that all of us have, not just in like MMO communities, but like in these other communities too, where mm -hmm. we just have to like not view women in such a light that it's just kind of like, oh, you're just a thing with boobs and you don't know how to play games. Yeah. Show, show boobs and stuff like that. Like, they're just people like playing games. Yeah. Yeah. We like, and I think also that will help like the platonic relationships will help. Like if you have a strong connection with a guy or, or mm -hmm. a girl, vice versa, they'll be willing to support each other more. Like when mm -hmm. those circumstances may occur, like if a girl is streaming a game or, uh, and she's getting bashed or they're calling out for her boobs, their, her friend or guy friends may be there to like stop that and say something about it instead of letting it occur and mm -hmm. vice versa. So I think those building these strong intimate, uh, intimate relationships with each other will give each other's perspective. Yeah. Right? yeah. Freaking golden points, man. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, this episode is legendary. And that it has ran so long. But, <laughs> the second part. The second I mean, it, I, I mean, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did, and I hope I hope you did. You guys did too, Jim and, and Tree, and of course, of course. Master Wife. Uh, shoot, man. We you, should have this topic at MathFix. You know, know, yeah, it I should be know. a panel somewhere. Like we can't even. Uh, that would be a really good idea. Yeah, I would love to be there. Oh. Yes ideas <laughs> let us know what you can organize okay i will <laughs> did i but is, yeah is something happening what what is what i think i'm still in the deep time guys <laughs> come on out do you guys hear the classical music playing the i don't know what's it's happening inception <laughs> what's this water molecule in my face yeah. uh cool yeah no that would be freaking awesome we're gonna have like a heart piece podcast panel on how to freaking be <laughs> yes. yeah that w i mean that's what you guys are doing with the podcast, like, why couldn't you put it in a panel situation yeah. and just get it to, like, an actual live audience where people will have questions and stuff like that? Yes. That'd be good. It's oh, and we can title it, we can title it, Why Can't We Be Friends? <laughs> Thanks, War. <laughs> <laughs> the one good thing that War ever gave us. Oh, my God. Do you guys know the word for that song? Uh, it's literally no. just, Why Can't We Be Friends? There's like a couple of lines in it that aren't that though, aren't there? It's yeah, like a there's a couple of like them. verse things. Yeah. Yeah. At the end though, it's like literally just twenty refrains of "Why can't we? Why can't be we friends?" Be friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking great. It's awesome. <laughs> well, word. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode eleven, talking about platonic relationships. So far, amazing guests, Jim Falking and Exo Tree Hugger. Uh, would you guys just like to take a quick minute to plug yourselves? Where can these people find you on the Twitters and Twitch with the Insert Coin Theater and all that good jazz? Um, well, I know that you were talking earlier about our dual stream stuff. Uh, we used to do that every Thursday. We kind of have to reconstruct it and figure out where we're going to put it in the week now because um, things are coming up and live and all that good stuff. But that is usually held at uh, treegems.com. And you can watch both of us at the same time, and you can view both of the Twitch chats at the same time. It's really cool. 
That's um, tree gems, tree normal spelling, and of course, gem, J-E-H-M-S. H-M, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can find our individual Twitch pages. Uh, hers is exotreehugger, and mine is gem underscore falking. Not spelled out underscore, but the actual dash. It's like <laughs> there. Um, and it's then, important. yes, it's very important. Don't spell out underscore. You will get bad things. It, like falking is uh, F A U L K. <laughs> F A U L K I N G. Yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. W. There's no yep. W. And then our, um, our Twitter handles are the same as our Twitch. Yes. Actually, my Twitter handle doesn't have the underscore. So. Oh really? Oh. Okay. Switching it up a little bit, trying to make sure that people are on their toes. <laughs> Jk. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, we will always have the links for all that good stuff in the podcast notes. You guys can take a quick trip over to heartpeacepodcast.com and be right there. You just scroll down. Uh, in the episode, and you can find all those amazing links. As always, you can listen to us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or at heartpeacepodcast.com. And you know what would be really freaking awesome, Master Wife? Yes. What? If you would go to iTunes. <laughs> yeah, what? Yes? Are you, are you asking me? Is that a serious question? Uh, if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review, yes, on heartpeacepodcast.com, or heartpeacepodcast, rather, in the iTunes podcast section. This really helps us make be a little bit more visible in the podcast we can spread the good news with all the gamers far and wide in the cosmos of the internet that would be amazing so thank you so very much for your time and consideration thank you jim falkling and uh tree hugger for coming to talk to us today not a problem yeah thanks for having us on and thank you everyone at home and until next time peace out heart pieces (laughs) 